Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. Creative Biolabs is a specialized contract research organization supporting mRNA studies with all-round solutions covering mRNA synthesis, modification, and mRNA therapeutics development. With an unwavering pursuit of innovation and lifelong learning, we keep on producing podcast series related to mRNA technology based on our knowledge and practical experience gained through years of exploration in this area. Subscribe to our channel and keep updated with our podcasts. Good evening, dear friends. Thank you for tuning in to Creative Biolabs podcast series. Today, we again invited David to our program. Thanks for joining us, David. Thanks for inviting me. It's great to be here. So today, we are going to continue our discussions on different types of RNAs and profiling of miRNA expression. Let's first start with microRNA. MicroRNAs are a subgroup of non-coding small RNAs that are evolutionarily conserved. They are about 19 to 25 nucleotides in length. They are derived from introns and exons of proteins and non-coding genes. They regulate gene expression by binding to messenger RNA, blocking translation, or triggering messenger RNA degradation. What else can you tell us about microRNAs, David? Great! You listed a few that are the most basic but important characteristics of microRNAs. I will just add a few more points. They are a new class of non-coding small RNAs expressed in animals and plants. They are responsible for regulating up to 30% of human genes. Therefore, they have potential effects on almost all cellular pathways. Recent studies have shown that microRNAs are expressed differently in cancer. In addition, several microRNAs are related to fragile sites, which are preferential sites for translation, deletion, and amplification that are frequently changed in cancer. How are microRNAs produced in the cells? The small RNAs are initially transcribed into long primary precursor microRNAs in the nucleus. Then they are processed into hairpin-like precursor microRNAs, which are approximately 70 nucleotides in length by the type 3 double-strand-specific ribonuclease drosia. These precursors are then transported to the cytoplasm by exportin-5. It is further processed by the dicer enzyme into mature microRNA, with a final length of approximately 22 nucleotides. So these mature microRNAs then participate in gene expression inhibition? That's right, mature microRNAs are incorporated into the RNA-induced silencing complexes, causing gene expression to be suppressed. At present, nearly 600 human microRNAs have been discovered. It is speculated that there are more than 1,000 microRNAs in total. Current estimates indicate that approximately one-third of human messenger RNAs appear to be microRNAs targets. These are impressive numbers. But I see you are concerned. Yeah, because these numbers mean that microRNA genes may become the most abundant type of regulatory genes in mammals. When a microRNA may have multiple messenger RNAs targets, several microRNAs may regulate a target messenger RNA. You see, the situation will then become more complicated. In addition, bioinformatics analysis predicts that each microRNA recognizes about 100 different messenger RNAs targets on average. Are there many fully identified microRNAs currently? Although scientists have been successful in identifying microRNA genes, 
The understanding of their function and specific target genes is still limited. So currently, only a few microRNAs have been fully identified. What are some of the functions of the microRNAs discovered so far? Some recognized functions in mammals include B-cell differentiation, adipocyte differentiation, insulin secretion, embryonic brain development, and embryonic heart development. One of the main functions is to control the cell proliferation and differentiation of different organisms during normal development. And some microRNAs are differentially expressed in stem cells. Recently, it has been discovered that stem cell division requires microRNAs. All in all, these studies show that the regulatory potential of microRNAs can be widespread. Have you seen any experimental proof of the effect of microRNAs on vertebrate development? Yes, the important role of microRNAs in vertebrate development has been strongly demonstrated by removing the dicer enzyme from zebrafish and mice. In both cases, the removal of dicer caused severe developmental defects and embryonic death in mice. In addition, it has been shown that a single microRNA can trigger large-scale changes during development. I have seen reports that the need to use microarrays to analyze global gene expression profiles of multiple cell types is essential for microRNA research and crucial to the study of genetic information flow more broadly. Can you run through the basics of nucleic acid hybridization-based microarray technology for us? Sure. The first step of the microarray technology is to attach the fragment of DNA to the substrate for hybridization with known genes or fragments. Typically, spotted oligonucleotides or complementary DNA microarrays are hybridized with fluorescent complementary DNA probes. This probe is prepared by using standard methods to prepare a complementary DNA library containing polyadenylic acid RNA. After hybridization, we use software to analyze the captured images. The software quantifies the signal corresponding to each point of a single capture probe. The intensity of each spot is expected to be proportional to the amount of messenger RNA present in the analyzed sample. I feel that microarray analysis is so widely used now. When did it become so popular? Yeah, I know. Ever since the first expression microarray report was published in 1995, this technology has been applied to basic and applied research. Tell us the characteristics of microarray analysis. Compared with DNA capture probes, microarrays show a wide range of predicted melting temperatures. And the family members have strong sequence homology. These characteristics complicate the design of the entire appropriate capture probe. So compared with messenger RNA, microarray analysis of microRNA is more challenging because they are small and lack polyadenylic acid tails. As far as I know, in order to make full use of complementary DNA arrays, People are hoping to prepare sensitive probes from microRNAs. Is there a complete method now to do that? I think so. Standard procedures are used to prepare internally labeled complementary DNA probes from RNA. A team has described a method that allows complementary DNA probes to be prepared from gel-purified microRNAs. So they reverse-transcribe small RNA recovered from 15% denatured acrylamide gel slices with hexamer random primers. The labeled probes are then produced and used to analyze the expression of microRNA genes between two cell populations. And you know, during complementary DNA synthesis, 
Micrornas can also be labeled with fluorescent molecules. Unlike end labels that use T4 polynucleotide kinase, complementary DNA labels incorporate multiple radioactive or fluorescent bases. So the specific activity of this probe is expected to be very high. Most microRNAs accounted for less than 0.001% of total RNA samples. And so this type of labeling is very important for obtaining sensitive and accurate microRNA microarray data. Any other marking methods in addition to the internal labeling? Yes, the three end of the purified microRNAs can also be labeled with polyadenylic acid polymerase. The polymerase adds several radioactive or fluorescently labeled ATP molecules. This simple method also provides high sensitivity comparable to the complementary DNA labeling method. How are these two labeling methods different? In the case of complementary DNA tagging, the microarray should contain processed microRNA sequences. In the case of 3N labeling, the microarray should contain microRNA complementary strands. In order to reduce nonspecific cross-hybridization of longer mRNA or ribosomal RNA, the researchers purified microRNAs. However, it has also been demonstrated that total RNA can be used directly without microRNA purification. In this method, total RNA is reverse transcribed with biotinylated random primers. And the total RNA is hybridized with the oligonucleotide spot array. Subsequently, the expression of microRNA was detected with a fluorophore bound to streptavidin. This labeling method is essential for small biomaterials. However, the data obtained with total RNA must be interpreted carefully and validated with other strategies. That was a lot of information. Thanks David, for your thorough explanation. Thanks everyone, for listening. We will continue to explore mRNA probes in the next episode. See you next time.